time, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Long Box Crusade. I am your host, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, and joining me, as always, is the Watson to my Sherlock, Pat Samson, a.k.a. DJ Christados. How are we feeling today, Dr. Christados? Oh, uh, good gracious, Jared. By Jove, Jared. <laughs> Great heavens, Jared. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, being here. I'm, I'm just so flustered. I, I got... I got, I got like punched in my my eye. Oh man! Good heavens! Yeah, I know. <laughs> Bye, I can't, I, a brandy is what you need. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> brandy. Yes. I got one for pass, you. Pass one over. Yes, please. Oh boy. <sighs> Great. Okay. Okay. I, I'm good now. He's Thanks. good. Whew. All right. Good to be here. Good to be here. Also joining me is the Mycroft to my Sherlock, my older, wiser brother, Jason, the Weasel Skull Albrick. And how are we doing today, Mycroft? I don't know. I'm feeling a little uh, Baker Street irregular. <laughs> <laughs> I think they got like creams or pills for that or something. You can... Well, I'm glad you said that, Jason, because we're going to welcome to the show not one, but two Special guests today, both of which I'm going to call Baker Street Irregulars. Our first guest almost needs no introduction. If you are a fan of the Long Box Crusade or Crusader Chronicles, you're going to know this man. You're going to love this man. You're going to want to back his Kickstarter for his upcoming film, Silver Hands. I know I do. Welcome to the show, old friend, Delvin the Dark Web Williams. Well, the only reason I'm here is because you guys tricked me into thinking that this was in my six rookie agents. <laughs> We'll take it. Also joining us today. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Delvin. We're happy to have you on with us. Great to be here. If you go from being in a, a Baker Street irregular to a regular, I'll have to come up with a clever Holmesian name for Delvin as well. Yeah, Felix Leiter doesn't quite cut it. it like, nah. He, right. No, no. But whatever. Our second guest today joins us from the great state of South Carolina. He supports our shows, all of the shows that we do. He's been a great supporter. He hooks us up on social media. I hear tell he might bring us some hostess cakes at Heroes Con. Please mm -hmm. welcome to the show, Dave, the old Ben Collins. Welcome to the show, Dave. Well, thank you very much. A pleasure to be here. And maybe the, your diabetes won't kick up too high at Heroes Con after all those hostess cakes. <laughs> Me and Pat and Jason, we're going to have to run out. Hostess cakes! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Delvin, and Delvin's going to be the only one that can eat them. So, Delvin, you get fired up about the hostess cakes. <laughs> well, my hope was I could get a couple of cosplayers to play out one of those scenes from the back of the old comics, you know, where they do the hostess cake deal. That, that's yeah. what I'm, my real goal is. <laughs> Good luck with that. If you can't get any of the cosplayers to do it, and I assume you're talking about sexy cosplayers. Well, of uh, course. My brother Jason does a spot-on Mary Jane impression. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's B-team, but it'll be there if you need it. He's in the bullpen. All right. <laughs> so B-team? I was nominated for an Academy Award for my Mary Jane Watson impression. It's the Southern Mary Jane Watson impression. Yes, obviously. obviously. Trailer Park Southern, a little messed up. <laughs> Mary Jane Watson. There's a lot of layers to this performance. Oh, goodness. Well, when we have guests on, 
we like to ask them just a quick one-two shot of their Sherlock Holmes experience. We'll start with Delvin, since I introduced him first. What is your first memory of Sherlock Holmes? How did you kind of get involved in the Holmes world? And what's your favorite iteration of Sherlock Holmes? Delvin? I'm not going to be able to remember my first foray into Sherlock Holmes, but I can at least tell you that I've always liked mysteries, and I kind of backed into Sherlock Holmes through the show House. You remember House? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I liked House for, you know, years. And, you know, there's this misanthropic doctor who was solving mysteries. And I read years into the show that House and uh, his best friend, Wilson, they were modeled after Holmes and Watson. Uh, and it makes total sense now when you say it like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they said, they yeah. said, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, t- I totally get that. I, I watched the Sherlock Holmes movies, but what I was really interested in was the BBC show that came out. Uh, my wife, Miranda, was huge into the show and then got me into it. And, and I, I definitely liked the Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman uh, version of uh, Holmes and Watson and how they play that up. And they might have done their last episode. There might be another uh, season, but everyone's busy and it seemed like kind of the joy was fading out of it. But man, it was a it was a very roller coaster mind bender of a show. And the homes that was portrayed by Benedict Cumberbatch in that show is definitely different from the run uh, run Howard. Sherlock Holmes that was played in this one. So yeah, that would be my answer to your question, sir. Credit where it's due, by the way. Delvin is the one that put me onto the BBC show. He texts me one day and it's like, hey, I know you like Holmes. You should check out the show. And like most things I get from Delvin, I assume it's a lie or it's a fraud. But uh, I went on to Netflix and I was like, oh, this is Delvin recommends it, which I was hesitant about because Delvin once recommended the show 24 to me and I watched the entire first season and I was like, all right, let's talk 24. And he was like, oh, I stopped watching an episode. (laughs) (laughs) I got I look, look. I got halfway through the first season and realized that Jack Bauer's problems could be solved if he killed his daughter. (laughs) That is true. Yeah, yeah. Between his daughter and his wife, his problems were were solved if he got rid of those two. (laughs) Well, welcome to hour two of the 24 podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, Delvin, uh, Delvin sent me the recommendation. I watched it, immediately fell in love with it, sang its praises to anybody who would listen. Delvin's right. It's a great show. We're running out of time. Oh, wait. That's the 24 one. <laughs> We're back to home. <laughs> Dave. My turn. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, All right. I'll, I'll ask the question again. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> wh- what was your first experience with 24, and what's your favorite iteration of <laughs> Well, Jack Bauer kicked in my door one day. Oh, wait, wait. I knew you were going to ask that question, and I, I got to thinking about it the other day. And my mother was a uh, an English teacher, literary teacher. She taught high school, college preparatory English. So she was a huge literature fan. And we lived in you know BFE out in the middle of nowhere. We'd have but one TV station. So we had a lot of books at our house. And my first introduction to Holmes was definitely through the books. It seems like he's just kind of always been around. You know, I hate to almost get myself kicked off this early, but my first, I guess, movie or show, Sherlock Holmes, would have to be The Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Nothing, nothing wrong with nothing. that wrong with that uh, oh that's a great that's a great movie you know i i, I was i thought I you were really gonna say the robert hard. downey jr oh god no <laughs> <laughs> but that's like the first show thing i can think of watching but i have seen a couple of episodes of the bbc 
I have seen the Robert Downey Juniors. And uh, now that I'm watching these with you guys, I had never seen them before. This is probably my favorite thing I've seen. I've really enjoyed it. So I, I like the interaction of the characters. I like the way it's said. I like the tone. Out of all the things I've seen, this is probably my favorite. So, you know, I owe you guys to that for getting me started on it. Awesome. How mm. cool is that, fellas? That's cool. Really enjoyable. All right, Pat thought it was cool. Anyway. <laughs> I thought well, thanks, Pat. I, just, Pat. I appreciate I just, you, my, sir. I was mic'd up because I, I have the Coke mic. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. That is good to hear. And I hope we have other listeners out there that are following along the show with us. I'll probably say it a dozen times every yeah. episode, but it's on YouTube. What? It's out of copyright. Follow along with us. And if you're not following along with us, just watch them when you can. They're really good. If you are following along with us, let's uh, get it in the comments of the Twitter feed when this comes out. Just put in there, I'm a follower. Hashtag I'm following. Hashtag I'm following homes. How's that? Um, yeah, there we go. Yep. Hashtag I'm following homes. First person uses that hashtag, we'll um we'll tweet them yeah. back. <laughs> we'll, we'll like is this going to be another state coupon? Because I'm uh, fixing to start typing in That's here. Right. I can't keep Dave? affording all that now, but uh, I know I'm going to create a false like person on Twitter and start <laughs> scamming my brother out of. <laughs> Out of the st- out of the steak dinners and stuff. All the like the James Bond DVDs and the steak dinners. <laughs> yeah. It's either that. It's either that, or you know, we're gonna have to get a sponsor. Ooh. Oh, that'll be an interesting discussion for us to have how, after this. How much episode. money you got, Dave? How much money you got? <laughs> wow, I don't know if I got. I don't know if I got Outback money. I mean, I so might go to McDonald's to if we could just get like a major grocery chain, perhaps. To sponsor. <laughs> if we just knew somebody yeah. in the major grocery chain business. <laughs> yeah, I can see it now. You guys podcasting from every location on on a Saturday. You show up at a afraid. Okay, oh yeah, podcasting nice. live. Be awesome. Hey, I'm pretty close to South Carolina, business. so I I could be there. I think is I there, can think of a lot of games section? we could play in a grocery store. Hey, do you guys ever? I'm I'm gonna t- totally take us off, but I, go. supermarket sweep. Yes, that is a great that game. That's a good game. I like that game. Dave we could do that. Sweep up the super supermarket all you want. He will provide. <laughs> yeah, you go to town on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, Pat, I have two yes, questions for sure. you, sir. Two questions for you, Doctor Pat. On this show, you're your Doctor Pat or Doctor Cristado. By Joe, Jared. Yes, yes. Two questions. First question, because I know when you get to the end of answering my second question, you're probably going to want to play some music. So my first question is, is your violin tuned up tonight? Yes, it is. I just got it re-strung. Ooh. And I got me a new bow for it. Good, good. It's ready to go. So as long as you're ready for that, let me ask my second question. This whole Saturday matinee theater thing we're doing, what, what exactly is it? Well, Jared, I am totally glad you asked. Happy back! Happy back! Yeah, let me tell you about it. Saturday matinee theater is a retro review, sometimes index show, brought to you by The Longbox Crusade, where we will be taking you back to the past from some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movies, serials, or films. Yeah, so basically, if it's vintage, if it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. We've got some plans for down the road, but we ain't going to tell you right now. For this first stretch of Saturday Matinee Theater, we'll be covering all 39 episodes of the 1954 television series Sherlock Holmes, which was produced by Sheldon Reynolds. It starred Ronald Howard as Sherlock Holmes and H. Marion Crawford as Dr. Watson. So take off your deerstalker cap, light your pipe, get cozy by the fireplace, 
Get a cup of brandy and let the soothing violin music of Mr. Sherlock Holmes whisk you away into the past. I swear, every episode you play that tune like exactly the way you played it in the previous episode. Well, Jared, it may sound like that, but I think this time it was a little bit different. It was angelic. It was. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm new to this, but I was very, very impressed. Oh. I'm telling you, people, most people you on t- podcasts, they, they play like a sound clip or something. But Pat, he does that a lot. Delvin, really would you say he, he had like silver hands? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I would. I, I did not think about it at the time, but now that it's brought up, I absolutely would. You should hear me play Devil Went Down to Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. He, he was, was looking, looking for a soul to. He was in a bind because he was way behind. He's willing, willing to make a deal. Willing to make a deal. Man, sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot. And the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, "Boy, let me tell you what." Anyway, I made it through up in Georgia. I'm glad everyone came back from the break. Dang, that was some sweet violin music. Anyways, today we're covering episode five, which was titled "The Case of the Belligerent Ghost." Its original air date was the 15th of November, 1954. Directed by Sheldon Reynolds. Written by Charles Early. It guest starred our old friend Archie Duncan as Inspector Lestrade. Lou Van Berg as Van Bentham, Gertrude Flynn as Maggie Blake, and Cecil Brock as the Bobby who's not Wilkins. Yeah, yeah. And here's your second reminder, folks. This show is available on YouTube, and at the end of this episode, we will tell you what the next episode is, so that's how we make you stay for the whole thing. If you want the easy answer to what the next episode is, just stay to the end of this episode, and we'll let you know. Aside from that... Does anyone want a plot summary? I know I do, Jared. I am on pins and needles over here. I'm completely indifferent. All right, Jason. Summarize. All right. Got three out of four, two. I I have no idea how many people. That's almost half. folks let's get into the summary now as i always warn at the beginning because of the nature of the summary i'm going to take you through the entire episode so there will be some spoilers but i try to go out of my way to not specifically name how sherlock holmes figured things out so you can still enjoy the ride if you haven't watched the episode yet we're going to give you loose story notes try not to spoil 
how Holmes got there, if that makes any sense. Here we go. Holmes is enjoying a quiet night at 221B when a flummoxed Watson comes in with a most peculiar tale. Watson has apparently been out at the club, and when he was heading home, he met a man who was having some severe health issues with his heart. Watson helped the man, Albert Higgins, home to bed where the good doctor had to pronounce Mr. Higgins dead. After the harrowing experience, Watson stopped off at the pub for a pint, and then, on his return walk to Baker Street, bumps into none other than the formerly deceased Albert Higgins. And Higgins punches Watson in the eye right before vanishing, this time with a package tucked under his arm. Naturally, after hearing this astonishing tale from his friend and roommate, Holmes ushers Watson out of the flat and into an investigation. The first stop is Higgins' flat, where we meet distraught Maggie Blake, the landlady. She lets the sleuths know that Higgins had no kin and that he worked a 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. shift at the Pembroke Museum. Watson finds that odd because he's quite certain he met Albert on the street at 8 p.m. With that, they head to the morgue. At the morgue, the lads link up with Lestrade and learn that Higgins has painted recently. He used to be a counterfeiter and that he arrived at 9.45 p.m., making Watson seem inaccurate with his earlier time report. The following evening, Watson comes in from a night out with an incredible tale. He's seen Albert Higgins again. Once again, Albert had a package under his arm, and this time he pulled on Watson's nose before vanishing. Somehow, this all adds up in Holmes' mind to a plotted theft of a rare da Vinci painting, and the partners head off to tell Lestrade. At Lestrade's office, Officer Hawkins... I, exactly, I have pause for boo in the script. Boo. It's not Wilkins. Where's Wilkins? Where's <laughs> Wilkins? Hashtag save Wilkins. <laughs> He's got a new hashtag. <laughs> Comes in to relay the news that the painting is unmoved, right where it should be at the museum. Holmes suggests everyone head to the museum to have a look at the forgery. Museum curator Van Bentham, with a heavy heart, verifies along with Holmes that the painting in his museum is indeed a forgery. Holmes and Watson sneak back into the museum late at night to discover where the real painting is and who the real thief is. And that's the show. All right, let's do our highs and lows on this episode. Only 26 minutes, so by the time we get to the last person, which is me, I'll be like, word, and then we'll move (laughs) on. But we'll start with our guests, and Dave, we'll let you go first, man. Welcome to the show, and what'd you think about this episode? What were some of your highs? And if you had any lows, what were they? I really enjoyed this one. I think so far out of all the ones I've seen through here, this has been my favorite. I like the mystery. I like the, um, try to say it without giving away, I, I like the way that Holmes goes about proving the case and how he kind of comes to the conclusion of who the robber was. And I couldn't help but shake the feeling that even as the first time Watson was telling him the story, he knew something was up. It was almost like he knew immediately something was going on. As far as highs go, I really enjoyed the scene with them in the flat. I really enjoyed the scene with the landlady. She was uh, she was quite a peach, you know, especially when she had to she had to go down to the pub to you know, of course, to honor poor old Albert. Uh, she made sure she threw that in there a couple times. Oh, poor old Albert. There's not a lot of lows in this one. I mean, I really enjoyed the whole thing. The only low that I could think of was that camera angle when they go to the corner to view the body in that corner. Man, it was kind of weird. <laughs> I, I really liked it and thought it was creative, but I could yeah. see where it would be off-putting. It was creative, and I watched it a couple times because I knew it was going to be joining you guys. But every single time when it got to that point, I was like, oh, gosh, here comes this corner again, and we're going to hear about them poking poor old Albert with pitchforks. And 
Yeah, that guy. That guy was weird. That guy was dark. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he went. He went way dark. But I, I couldn't help but I did love the way Holmes responded to him. You know, I think we've seen and heard quite enough. Yeah. So I think even he was a little put off by the guy. But uh, all in all, it was a great episode. I love the way the mystery played out. I love Lestrade in this one. I thought he did a good job. Another thing that I'm sorry, I have to circle back around. Another part of the, you know, this one wasn't as humorous as the last one, thankfully. But when they were looking at the painting and he had the magnifying glass and he was talking about the strokes and he gets up and, you know, Lestrade says, oh, you know, you might as well head on back home. This is just good old fashioned police work from here on out. Nothing you'll need a microscope for. And first thing he does is he hands him his magnifying (laughs) glass and walks out. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it just all all a great episode love the interaction of the main characters and even the guest characters in this one were really good really enjoyed it excellent excellent special guest Nubero dose delve in the dark web what do you think so i only just have comments to add not necessarily highs or lows because i didn't find any huge low points so these are just observations i liked watson's bowler i think that's a cool hat and maybe i should get into bowlers because those are cool hats I like they that. Are, they are. I had a bowler recommended to me this week. Oh yeah, yeah. I was. I, I wear a vest to work, and someone was like, "You might as well complete the whole get up and get a bowler." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." I see myself in that. Are we going to be bowler buddies, Delvin? Can we, we be bowler? We could. We oh, can, there you go. We, we can be bowler bros. Yeah, I, I, I'm down with that. If you get a bowler, I'll get a bowler. <laughs> Bro, do you even bowl? <laughs> if you guys are doing it, I want to do it too. <laughs> Well, if we're all going to see each other in Charlotte, I, I'm going to have to come with one, too. I mean, it's just... Well, well there we go. Uh-oh. No, I got, I got to find a bowler now. Too. I was going to say, Jason, you don't have any choice. We're all good bowlers. I'm dead serious about this. I am now going to find a freaking bowler. Oh, it's on. It's a bowler. It's bo- on. It's a bowler bonanza. A bonanza. <laughs> okay, I should keep going. Uh, I got us uh, sidetracked it by I a bowler. be the bowler boys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Back to the uh, episode here at hand. It seemed like Sherlock Holmes was kind of mocking Watson to start the episode. And just like David mentioned, I I agree. He seemed bemused the entire time. Like, (laughs) ghost, huh? Yeah, really? (laughs) And he asked a lot of questions. And I don't know whether he was asking those questions because he already knew the answers and wanted to see what Watson knew or whether... They were just kind of putting that clever exposition in to try and let the audience solve it. I'm not sure, but like the whole time, it seemed like Holmes just had this look on his face of he already knew the answer to that to the question. It's kind of weird because like my main complaint of watching the Sherlock Holmes movies was that I could barely understand what the heck Robert Downey Jr. was saying because he was trying to do this, you know, thick English accent. And, and the same thing goes on in the BBC series as well, which, of course, is easy because uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is not, you know, putting on an English accent. He's actually British. But it was weird because it seemed like a lack of British accents kind of <laughs> here kind of threw me off. Like, wait a minute. Are they, aren't they supposed to be talking a little bit more British? But that's not even a down thing. That was just something that I had to get used to and will get used to when I watch other uh, episodes. I could definitely tell the 50s and 60s feel of it with the uh, music and even how clipped the dialogue was. You know, it's like somebody would say something and then someone would immediately follow up. And I don't know, I have expected Desi Arnaz to show up at one point. (laughs) You could definitely tell that 50 to uh, 50s, 60s uh, style was there. The Holmes making the reveal that there was a painting getting removed, that totally threw me like, wait, what? 
where did, where did he go come up with that? And I mean, he is Holmes. And the last thing is, the last two things, the uh, last one is uh, Holmes. Uh, this Holmes seems much, much friendlier than the BBC version. I, this is my first episode that I've seen of the series, but he seems much more friendly. And that was kind of made clear in how that uh, the joke at the end of the show, I thought that was hilarious. Like, that's funny. That was pretty a very good joke, you know, without giving away anything else. And then the deduction that he made to solve the mystery, as soon as that deduction was made, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was very, very, very smart. Uh, and then very Holmesian to have noticed the details such as that. The, uh, those, are my, those are my comments, sir. The joke you refer to at the end, we're talking about when he like reveals the thing he did with Watson. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. that was beautiful. That was that was I, I was I wanted to say that, but I was like I don't want to put it too much. But that was really yeah. good. That was my favorite yeah. part. That's your teaser, folks. Go find out what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> Can I make a comment about what he said about Holmes? Sure. I think Dev was exactly right. Like to me, this Holmes plays it almost like he knows he's the smartest guy in the room, but he doesn't want to beat you over the head with that fact. He wants you to come to that conclusion on your own. He wants you to see that he's the smartest guy in the room, but he's just not like pounding away at you with things. He just gives you these little nuggets and, and then he sits back and smiles and says, yeah. oh, yeah, you, you'll, you'll catch up with me in a little while. Absolutely I agree. Spot on. Yeah, that's yeah. a good. Very good comments. Very good comments. Now. To balance very good comments with eh, comments, let's go to yeah. Jason. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. <laughs> it makes you feel any better. I thought he was going to pass. Uh, well, Jared, I, I didn't actually watch this. Episode. I did. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> I knew he was going to do it. Uh, and that's why. Uh, well, I think you guys covered a, an awful lot of it. I like this episode as well. I like how much info like Holmes got just from the guy's hat, like examining the hat was kind of interesting and it uh, reminded me a lot of the books. I will say from the get-go though that seems like Watson might be a pretty craptacular doctor. I mean the guy is like, I'm having a heart attack. He's like, oh, if only there was a doctor around, you know. <laughs> well, let me Let's let me walk you, you home. <laughs> <laughs> Go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> and then he went and got a beer, man. <laughs> I'm beginning to understand why Dr. Watson doesn't have any patients. That's that's uh, any regulars. That's all. I'm, we'll just leave it at that. Well, he um, had patients, but, you know, they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because he was like, no, I was the only guy. You were literally the only guy that could help this poor guy having a heart attack. And, you know, didn't turn out so well for poor Mr. Higgins. But we'll leave that alone. I like the worm's eye shot, the directorial shot from the body's perspective looking up at Watson and Holmes and The Undertaker. That was a little bit different. I don't think we've seen that yet in this show. Yeah, I like that. I mean, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that I'm guessing that this being the 50s, there was probably more sensitivity to having a body on screen because it seems like before we would get more like you'd see the feet of the body and then the characters would be kind of there'd be something screening out the rest of it and this looked like an interesting way to get around that too you don't actually see the body but them looking down on it which was kind of cool no wilkins we all booed that already but i I thought the beat cop did kind of look like freddie mercury a little bit so i don't know that was all right uh I like the quote that he said that there must be a little vandal in all of us. I thought that was pretty cool. I'll close it out by saying I think Holmes might have got his ass whooped by Watson at the end there. 
<laughs> it looks like Watson was ready to go, and then it was like drop the curtain. <laughs> but it was pretty funny. I, I I do enjoy the little the little humorous gag that Holmes revealed that he played on Watson, and that's it. Those are my comments. Good episode. Excellent, excellent. Well, that's everybody. That's all the time we have. <laughs> I kid. I Thanks for kid. having us. <laughs> DJ That's Pistana. great, Jared. Let's go ahead and still get him a rating on our pipes. <laughs> no, we got to hear from DJ Cristados, Dr. DJ Cristados. What's your prescription for this episode? I thought this was a pretty good episode. I like how Watson was kind of out of sorts in the beginning. He's kind of really flustered or flummoxed or whatever you called it. <laughs> Wamuxed. Swing, Wamuxed. Swing yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was really flux capacitated. How are you that? And then. He's like, well, I need a drink. Give me a drink. So he gets two drinks down on him and still can't tell the story right. But the beginning of this had me thinking, is this the one that he had? Is like, is there a twin? Could there have been like a possible twins mm. kind of game going on? Was yeah. was my original. That's what I thought. I also too. was flummoxed. Okay, good. There we go. I like that both Watson mentions that he you know went for a pint and then the landlady, she <laughs> goes for a good night pint as well, too, that, you know. My kind of people. Nothing wrong with having a pint. Every time somebody mentions to Watson about his getting, what, you know, what happened to your eye, they get kind of mad and mad. And I think the landlady is the first one. She says, you shouldn't get familiar with a door, if you know what I mean, everybody says. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know what they're thinking he's doing, but. I think it's weird, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> I had the same exact question. I, they and then you know everybody kept giving him a hard time, and then he yeah. makes the one comment. He says, "My whole reputation's going to be ruined." <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of city are you living in? Yeah, but <laughs> well, he goes for a pint every night or a pint, and he's at he's at the, you know what he's clubbing. You know. <laughs> Watson is clubbing on the way back from clubbing, and so who who knows that Watson what he gets into? He's he, you know where he was probably out with Wilkins. Yeah. Wilkins couldn't handle it, so Wilkins you know. <laughs> Wilkins was probably teaching him how to speak Native American language, and that's where they all got sidetracked. <laughs> that's what it was. I was way to Blackfoot class. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, it's almost a miracle Watson was able to leave the house. He's been at the club. He shot into the pub for a pint, just had two shots of brandy, and then he goes right back out again. He's a monster, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what he is? Well, Watson knows how to turn it up. <laughs> He's what you call a functioning alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> he to crank it up, he says. Crank it up. <laughs> well, let's see. I like how Watson is so cranky the second time around where he you know, gets his nose pulled and all that. And it's just not a good time for Watson, I think, in this episode. He gets poked and prodded, I guess you could say. <laughs> but as always, in the end, Watson comes to the rescue. He's the man. He always, he's there to... You know, definitely pull the rug out. Right? Pull the rug out. Right? Oh, the- <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the lesson learned from this episode is when you're in a confrontation with Sherlock Holmes, don't stand on a rug. <laughs> Watson will trick you every time. Every time. <laughs> and he's so smooth about doing it, too. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and then, uh, of course, everybody mentioned I like where we find out about getting his nose pulled and possibly his leg as well. <laughs> <laughs> Devlin mentioned something about Holmes and how more it's not the mood of the show, I think, is more lighthearted. And I think possibly being a TV show, they wanted it to kind of be that way, to be a little more, a little more lighthearted. So you could, you know, it could be on it. I don't know when this aired. Was it was it primetime? Yeah, that's a good if question. I don't know yeah. what the time slot is, but yeah, I see where you're going with this. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Sort of 50s family friendly. Yeah, like like yeah. Saying, yeah. Yeah, like a family friend friendly version of it, not too dark or, or scary. So I like that. I, I like the humor in it. So that's all I got. All right. I don't usually bring any thoughts because you guys did them all because we had plenty, I guess. But I did bring trivia. I do have one question before I get to my trivia for this episode. Or that's the answer. Okay. <laughs> Done. Here's it was on the sign. The sign of the four. <laughs> oh, Jason's Ooh. going into his Sherlock Holmes knowledge. Deep cut. Ooh, deep, deep cut. So I watched this episode a couple times. And, of course, Good. I had to do the, the summary on it. So I watched it fairly closely. And something I've never quite understood is they make a big deal about Watson seeing this dude at eight. Yeah. Even though it's not nine. And, like, the landlady, she, like, was kind of in on it and pushed the time back. And I just never understood why. I'm like, I don't understand that that whole time. You could remove the time aspect from the whole story, and it still makes sense based on the clues that they have. True. So I, I always found the time thing to be distracting. I'm like, why is this a big deal? They keep bringing it up, and it doesn't matter when it comes to solving the mystery. Am I crazy? And Delvin said true, so I must not be crazy. Well, it, well, I mean, it, I, it, I think it's there to throw it. It could, it could have just been a red herring that if yeah. you're trying to solve the mystery that you're very keyed into that time element as – you know, why did it matter? Yeah, well, it worked on me. I, I was like, I don't get this whole... I was trying to keep track of it, and then it didn't really matter. So. Yeah, I, I didn't really understand it either. I thought maybe it was... I thought maybe it kind of messed with their plan because he died. The guy died on the way, and he traditionally worked, I think, till nine, didn't they say? Yeah, like... Yep. Yes. It was weird. That confused me, because did he always really work till nine, or did he really work till eight? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I, yeah. I was flummoxed. I, yeah, I, I didn't really understand it either. I wish I wish I could have poked in, in the pool, you guys, but but I'm I'm lost as well. I do have another question around surrounding that same thing. The guy who died obviously made the forgery, so he had to have known that this whole thing was going to happen with the other cat. But did he know that he was going to be the fall guy? No. That's a good. <laughs> I, I, yeah, just, it, there I, were some I, questions. Yeah, I mean, there's a few <laughs> questions that that left me puzzled, but it was still a great episode. Yeah, it makes me wonder if they had it like more planned out, and then they were like, "Oh crap, this is 37 minutes long." <laughs> we got to trim this thing down. We got to trim this I, thing down. I just thought because Watson, you know, he, he's been clubbing and having some pints. He's obviously had more than one drink that he was getting his times all mixed up. That's a beer goggles on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be that as it may, here's my fun facts for this episode. And I only brought one, but I think it's a fun one. We all seem to be taken with the actress Gertrude Flint, who played Maggie Blake, the landlady. She was very funny in a kind of subtle, not subtle way. You see what I'm saying there? Like, she didn't have any ba-dump-bump zinger lines, but her humor was very subtle, but yet still kind of 
in your face, if that makes any sense. She walked a very fine line. She was a very funny lady. So the actress Gertrude Flynn, she was in the movie War and Peace with Audrey Hepburn and Henry Fonda. She also made television appearances in the following. And I think it's very important that I tell you guys as guests and the listening audience that I cherry picked about 30% of the TV show she has been in. Check this oh, wow. out. She's made appearances in Growing Pains, Hill Street Blues, Heart to Heart, Three's Company, Eight is Enough, The Love Boat, Charlie's Angels, Hawaii Five-0. Gunsmoke, Perry Mason, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, Hazel, Have Gun, Will Travel, Twilight Zone, and Maverick. Wow. That's about wow. 30% of her resume. <laughs> that is a huge body of work right there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is indeed. And yeah, I, those are well-known shows. I, and I went back in time. I started. I think she stopped around the 80s because Growing Pains was like the more recent. And then I went back in time to Maverick. And I swear she'd been on everything between here and there. So that's Gertrude Flynn. Obviously, oh, good. very versatile television actor. Obviously, she made a living. You made a good living out of it. Hopefully. She was outstanding in this episode. Yeah, she was, she was notable. Oh, poor old Albert. <laughs> <laughs> I had to stop <laughs> over a bite, you know, for his memory. Yeah, for his memory. <laughs> oh, she was a hoot. So, boys, it's time to rate it. One to five pipes. Got five very nice, very clean, antique pipes. Home style sitting in front of you. You don't want to part with them, but... If the show is really great and you loved it, you're going to give all five of your pipes to the show. Four, if you just thought it was very good. Three, if you thought it was good. Two, if you thought it was just okay. And one, you straight up didn't like it. Maury already in the house. Let's start with Delvin. I am giving it three of my pipes because this is my foundation. This is my foundation. Delvin likes to shoot low on his first episodes. That's his thing. I do. I do. I know so, how I his mean. ratings go. I know how his. <laughs> Here they go. They're going to start up with each other again. And, yeah, here it is. Well, but I do want to say I did like it. And, and I also want to say, I don't know what it is. Like I, I know that I have gotten older because when I was younger, I would see something in black and white and just immediately dismiss it, which is incredibly dumb. Actually, but you know, I was young, so I'll give myself a little bit of slack there. But I saw it and I looked at it, and there was a lot to like about the series, and I and I can see why you guys like it so much as well. That's cool, I, and I'm kind of with you. I, I didn't really start paying attention think, to older series, black and white stuff, until later I, in life. I think it brings like a warmth every time I watch like a black and white like that. It's, it brings me like a warmth like feeling. It's like a yeah. feeling. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like listening to an album when you actually play an actual record. It gives yeah. you that yeah. warm kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Apparently, well, Jared I, has forgot our childhood because like everything we watched was black and white. Because all we had was that black and <laughs> we, white. We TV. had a black and white TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. My grandmother, the only TV she had was a black and white. So everything was in black and white. But yeah, okay. I remember watching some shows with her. Let me refresh. Now, <laughs> I, I had a, I had a, I grew up with a black and white TV in the kitchen. Ooh. Like the, like the small TV that you could watch in the kitchen while you ate. And I remember watching episodes of Andy Griffith on that TV. Hmm. I was waiting on that. And who, who, who played Ron Howard? Howard. Ron Howard. Howard. Oh, what a. Opie cutting ham. Opie cutting ham. <laughs> yes, I should rephrase. We did watch a lot of things in black and white, but I meant more like things from the 50s and early. Yes, yes, yep. You know, it's funny. I'm going way off track here, but I went to stay with Delvin once in Baltimore and like just sitting on his couch on a whim. We were like channel surfing and we caught the very beginning of the original, like The Fly with David Hedison. I remember that. And we just sat there and watched it. <laughs> we were like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> really good, actually. <laughs> This is pretty good. Well, yeah. Like some of those old uh, Hitchcock ones, too, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Delvin, you're going to see Mr. David Hedison again real soon. Buona, buona. Oh. Yes. All right. Anyway, we're, we've gone far afield. We're scoring pipes last I checked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, Dave, what do you think? Well, this is my first episode. I don't know if I'll be back, so <clears throat> I hate to use them all, but uh, I don't want to shoot too low, just in case. But I, I'm, I'm definitely going to go four. The, the only thing that keeps me from going to five is the whole <laughs> the, the whole thing about the time. And there was a few questions in there about that, but it was a great episode. But I'm going to save a pipe just in case I get invited back. You probably should have spent that pipe. Damn. <laughs> 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 you chores poorly. <laughs> no, I, think I am revoking uh, your happy birthday, Cristados. <laughs> oh, all right. Crappy right. birthday, Cristados. <laughs> I think that if, unless you screw something up in the last couple of minutes, I think you'll be on our rotational guest list. So I think you'll be back at some point. Yes. Unless you piss me off on Twitter. Again. <laughs> Oof, that's not too hard. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Mind your P's and Q's. <laughs> I'll just have a pint and a couple of brandies <laughs> to calm my go. nerves. There you, go. <laughs> there you go. Let's go to our regular hosts on the show. That was more pleasant. I'm prepping the field for Peppy Pat. Oh, is it my turn? No. <laughs> Jason, go ahead. <laughs> oh. oh. You lost here. your spot, Pat. You lost I'll your wait. spot. I'll, that's okay. I'll That's what here. you get for not paying attention. <laughs> I was set to give it three because I had questions about the time issue. It seemed a little contrived at the beginning. And of course, there's no Wilkins. You don't get five pipes unless there's Wilkins. That's my new rule. <laughs> but... I really like the end and the big gag reveal at the end, and that bumps it up to four pipes for me. Excellent. Happy Pat. Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked me. How many pipes do I like to smoke? Well, or What's give away, really. Pipes? <laughs> Whoa, hey, hey. That's for me to and you to find out, Jared. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> I would prefer you not ask that again. <laughs> I bet you would. I think you're. I think you're rolling back to the Chiefs pipes from last episode. <laughs> I still got a few of those left. Yes. <laughs> Yo, what's up, crack? <laughs> I do agree with Jason um, that no Wilkins, no five. You know that that's the level. You got to have that Wilkins factor. He wasn't in it, so that brings it down a little notch, couple notches here. But overall, I will give this a four. I liked it. I li it had some good mystery, and it had just enough comedy in it. You know, a little laughter in it for me. So I, I'm giving it a four. All right. I'm going to round this out and tell you guys that this is one of my very favorite episodes of the whole series. I think it has a really good balance of, like Pat said, humor and mystery. Ooh. I like the creative camera shot that they dropped on us at the morgue. I'm willing to let the time thing go. I'm going to give it a Wilkins pass. This is a five episode. I didn't mention my watch. Oh, look at this over there. <sighs> I just love Hashtag this episode. Hashtag Wilson does not live. Hashtag <laughs> Wilson Dave. Peppy Jared. Peppy Jared. Uh, I know. I, who's Peppy now, Pat? <laughs> Jazzy Jared. Jazzy Jared. <laughs> I like it. Love it. <laughs> I'm the big pep. I'm the real big pep. <laughs> so that's our first five pipes. Wow. I, I really do love this Very. episode. It was a great episode. I, I agree. As I'm closing in, I'm right now I'm on about episode 30 or so. As mm -hmm. I'm closing in, it's it's easier for me to score them because now I'm looking back and going, which ones really stood out? And this was a big standout for me. So that might be bad news for the rest of you. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I think we all choose kind of differently. Yeah, we got different things that we like. So that's cool. That's cool. 
Folks, it's time to go to our 221B mailbag. We're going to give some shout-outs to the people who like and share and retweet and comment and just champion the show. We are greatly appreciative of all the folks who support the show. Another great way to support the show is to give us a review on iTunes. So if you got a minute and you like the show, hop on iTunes, give it a review. It'll help raise the profile of our show. Let's go into our mailbag and find out who is liking, sharing, and retweeting this week. Jason, kick it off. Leading off is Al Sedano. Thanks, Al. Thanks, Al. You can call him Al. Man walks down the street, he's just a... <laughs> Why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? Why <laughs> my life is so hard? Hard, hard, hard. <laughs> I think we've done that before. Okay. Uh, all right. Next we have Chris at BTO and Fat Books. Y'all know what to do. Get a highway. Roll. Roll. Professor Frenzy, the guy who podcasts with Chris on the Professor Frenzy show when he got introduced this week. Guess what he played for Chris's intro music on his own show? I know that was awesome. Yep. They let it roll by BTO. It's it's good to know you have influence, isn't it? Even if it's a horribly bad one. (laughs) Moving on. Next, we have Clifford Alvarez. Have we ever had Clifford Alvarez before? Seems new. No, no. I don't think so. Awesome. Thank you, Clifford. A new new person. Thanks a lot, Clifford. We appreciate it, man. Yeah, welcome, dude. All right. Next, we got Clinton Robertson. I don't know if he's new or not, but thanks a lot. Yeah, pretty sure he's new. (laughs) Well, hey, new guy. Uh, pulling your leg. All right. So. Oh, give him that look. Did you pull my nose too? Yeah, might have. <laughs> After Clinton, we've got previous guest of the show, Mr. Jerry Green. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. So then we're going to roll into Gord Tolton. Thanks, Gord. Fake name if I ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> Gore Tolton sounds like a name of like that, that would be like the fifth anchor on Anchorman. <laughs> <laughs> the weather guy, Gord Tolton. <laughs> then we have Jamie Reed. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Hadn't seen, hadn't seen Jamie in forever. Hope she's good. And next up is Joe Crawford. Thanks, Joe. Next up is Ken Solo at Ken underscore O-L-O-S on Twitter. He is the man. Does our logo work. Colors my prints for me. Much love to Ken. Thank you, Ken. I sent him a picture of our super secret stickers. And he loved them. He loved them. Wait till you see our super secret stickers, Dave. We might save one just for you. Oh, that would be amazing. Stickers, super secret. (laughs) (laughs) Finkel, Iron, Finkel, Finkel. Iron. Next one up might... This one might be new, too. Have we ever done Nethead before? I was yeah, going to ask you guys. I don't It's been there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nethead. Thanks, what? Nethead. And then, of course, you know him, you love him, Professor Frenzy. Thanks, hey. Professor Frenzy. Woo-hoo. Professor Frenzy, thanks for being on the last episode. And make sure you go check out the new podcast called Professor Frenzy by our friend Jerry and Chris. On- Ooh, well. <laughs> Down the highway. Double shot. Next, we have our friends and adventurers, Ruth and Darren from Rad Adventures. Thank you, Rad Adventures. Former guests of the show. Yes. And I have the honor of introducing Ruth Sutherland. Thank you very much, Ruth. <laughs> I sucked a mile away. I still laugh. Still got me. Next up is Ryan Daly at Ryan Daly 01 on the Twitters, as Jared loves to say. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you so much for your listen. Thank you, Ryan. Next up is, oh, Space, the Final Frontier. These are not the voyages. (laughs) It's Trekker Talk. Our friends at Trekker Talk, which is not about Star Trek. One of these days, they're going to put out a Star Trek episode just for me. I know it. (laughs) But that's Ruth and Darren as well. That's the last we're going to see of Ruth and Darren on this list. Yeah, you know it. Because next up is Warlord Worlds. Oh, wait. I just (laughs) jumped on Jason. (laughs) I queued up Jason for the joke and then Pat was like, it's mine. (laughs) He just was ready to go, too. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. (laughs) Oh, just finish it off, Pat. You got it. Oh, that's Warlord Worlds at Warlord Worlds. Uh, Another fine podcast by Ruth and Darren. What's the name of that? Thank you. But we really appreciate all the likes, shares, and retweets that we get from you guys. Please keep it up, and please keep sending us those likes, those shares, and retweets, and the comments. Let's get into our actual letters to Baker Street from the mailbag. Who did that? Was was that Pat wrapped that up? I sure did, Jared. There you go. Let's Let's get into some awesome comments. Let's do it. I'm going to reach into the letter bag and pull one out for Delvin. In the bag. We'd love to conversate with you, so please join us in the comments. Pat, I need you to (laughs) shut up. All right. (laughs) Sure thing, Jared. (laughs) All right. He's just saying what everyone else is thinking. Don't make me break out Sean Connery, (laughs) (laughs) Shut (laughs) up. Off the rails. Anyway, I'm going to do my sound effect. I'm going to do my sound effect again. Okay. And now Delvin's going to read that letter. Let's see. uh, Professor Frenzy added woohoo we had a great time talking about sherlock fun stuff thanks for the invite guys i had a blast Glass were had yes we had a hatchet of a time (laughs) good times thanks for coming by professor frenzy and thanks for being a champion of the show i will go back into the mailbag to pull something out for dave there you go, Dave. Okay, mine is from Rad Adventures at Rad Adventures on the Twitters. Ha ha ha! Switch Darren's and no one noticed the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> we did switch out Darren's. Uh-huh, that was uh-huh. that was a highlight of the show. Every, everybody likes a good bewitched joke. If you don't love yeah. jokes that are like fifty years old, this might not be the show for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's next? Oh, it's me. Let me pull one out. All right, I'm going to read a comment from Mr. Ryan Daly, who says, Every episode of this show is more recent than the one before. Keep it up, gentlemen. <laughs> we, Brilliant deduction, Ryan. <laughs> we take pride in our chronology at this show. But thanks for tuning in, Ryan, and checking in on our recency. Is that a word? Yes. Right. Yeah. Sure. We appreciate you listening, Ryan. Thanks for being one of the supporters of the show. Jason needs a letter, doesn't he? I do. Throw one my way. There you go. Okay, this one looks like it's from David Collins at Old Ben 1. And he said, all these comments and all I want to know is how they got that teepee in the hotel room. (laughs) I think that's a mystery we all want to solve. (laughs) That guy is so sharp. I don't know where he gets it from. He's amazing. (laughs) He's really committed to the bit. Like, if I (laughs) was an Indian guy and had a teepee and all that, and I went to a hotel, I'd be like, check out that soft bed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was not having it and i couldn't help but wonder did they bring the huge pictures of themselves as well or was that just there <laughs> i know because they were in multiple rooms even yeah it was like several rooms 
Well, maybe they had somebody paint them for them while they were there. There you go. They bought them from, uh, from the, while we were there. Yeah. yeah. No prize, Pat. No prize. When's the no prize? <laughs> Back in the mailbag for one more letter for Pat. There you go, Pat. Next one comes from Aaron Head Moss. And Aaron says, another fantastic episode, guys. And I love the reference without referencing another show, Drawer Guy. I have no idea what he's talking about. I do. <laughs> In order to listen to that, you'll have to listen to G.I. Joe, a real American headcast. That's right. And you'll get that reference. I think he was angling for us to plug his show on this show. But if you yeah. do love G.I. Joe, if your Venn diagram contains both Sherlock Holmes and G.I. Joe, like mine does... <laughs> Check out Aaron Moss's Real American Headcast. Great G.I. Joe show. It's got awesome, awesome guests on it. You want us to plug your show? Go ahead. Write a comment. <laughs> we'll plug it away. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, check out The Long Box Crusade. Peppy Pat, where can that be found? Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. It can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers, or at www.longboxcrusade.com. Dot com. Don't forget the www. Otherwise, you can find us on Twitter at Longbox Crusade. Hey, do you Facebook? If you do, you can find us at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Jared. Cocaine's a hell wow. of a drug. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> if you want to hear us on our trek through all the James Bond films, check out On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Morose Jason, where can that be found? <sighs> well. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you can be Shut fine up. on <laughs> Those pansy boys aren't here anymore. Jason's fixing my whiskey like the good she should. <laughs> <laughs> And don't put so much ice in it next time. Anyway, you want to talk James Bond with the boys? Go to iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers. You can also find them on www.secretspodcast.podbean.com or Twitter at ohms.pod. There's no dot. Damn no it, dot. Just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> if there's no dot, you put a... I am Sean Evan Connery. I'm retired, I'm drunk, I'm horny, and I've been drinking all day. But anyway, they're nice fellas. (laughs) Back to you, Jason. Oh, God. Okay, Mr. Connery, it's time for your meds. All right, we're going to put him back in the closet, and he'll be back on our next James Bond uh, episode. Give us a listen. Sorry about that. Sorry, Sorry, everybody. I think we just lost listeners. I think you're about an hour late on those meds. Oh, boy. (laughs) If you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at Peppy Pat. I can be found at Christatos01 on the Twitter. I can also be found playing Candy Crush Saga. If you want to find me there, I'm at Christatos. You got a Facebook? I do, Jared. (laughs) No further questions. What happened to Pat's farm? It's not alive anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Dead. Dead. That's why I'm oh, dead. I wasn't making any money, so I got foreclosed. <laughs> kind of like this podcast. Yep. Jason, what if they want to chat with you personally? You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook, uh, Jason Albrick. That's spelled A L B E R I C H. Think I'll be rich and you'll find me. You can find me on Facebook at Jason Albrick and also on Instagram is Jason Albrick. Delvin? You can find me at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y-1977 on Twitter. Come chat me up. I'll chat you up back. He will. Wait, is that right? No, it sounded like a threat. Let's go with it. (laughs) 
I will chat you back. That was a lot of style. <laughs> right? Goodness. Dave, what if people want to chat with you on the Twitter tweets? Well, I don't know why they would want to, but if they do, I am at old Ben one at the tweets. Old Ben one. That wizard's just a crazy old man. I'm just crazy. I was waiting on somebody to say it. I was <laughs> and if you want to make the greatest decision of your life, you can follow me at Yard Sale Artist on Twitter or on Facebook. I'm also Yard Sale Artist. Hey, Jared, I got a question for you. If people want to get some art from you or if they want to know about your new comic book, which is what is that called? Oh, crappy Pat. It's called Hamilton versus Burr, a werewolf tale. You can hit me up on Twitter if you'd like to purchase a copy, or you can buy one on eBay where a percentage of the proceeds goes to the Christopher Reeve Paralysis Foundation, or you can head over to Kindle and buy it digitally for just three ninety nine. Thanks for asking. Oh, you're welcome, Jared. I think that's such an awesome comic. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, buddy. And if you are interested in my art, you can just head over to either my Twitter or my Facebook and my pinned tweets usually or Facebooks, whatever they're called, posts, pin posts, usually tell you where you can find me next. And if I'm open for pre-convention sketches, which I am if you're going to Heroes Con. Any other questions that let me run off at the mouth about my art career? You take Twinkies as payment. <laughs> no, stop trying to pay me with sugar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. As promised, I did tell you, we'll see you at the next episode. So what's that going to be? The case of the shy ballerina. The Case of the Shy Ballerina is the next episode. What's our meetup location? 221B Baker Street, of course. Catch you later. Bye.